0: Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode three thirty-five. Merrick, the sensational elephant man. My name is Eric, the uh, infamous hippopotamus. And I am Jason, the sad weasel. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pr- pretty good. That's pretty, good. Yeah. I'm right, sad, but well, know, sure. Kind of uh, goes by without saying. <laughs> well, we're all sad. So, <laughs> actually, I'm not. I'm not sad. Oh, I'm okay. fine. I'm, ca- I'm caffeinated. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm barely caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barely, barely, <laughs> barely. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's been uh, rough financially. Oh, so, so I right. can't afford like coffee. And stuff <clears throat> can't even afford a tea bag, nope, I'll give well, you a tea bag right. there. I can't afford it <laughs> I'll get, the first one's free for me. that goes out to all the ladies <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, hmm huh. Merrick the elephant man y- yep John merrick, John Merrick, Joseph Merrick. John or Joseph. I don't know. It's one of the two. Maybe oh. it's both. Yeah, you're right. For some reason, John sounds right, but now that you said Joseph, I think I think it is Joseph. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things like sometimes people are called John or Jack. Or <laughs> that is I weird. Know. I never yeah. understood that. Yeah. Do not either. But yeah, I think it's Joseph Merrick. Yeah. Um. But anyway, either way, they call him the Elephant Man. Yeah. Because he's got weird face. Yep. I believe that's a medical term. Sorry, Mrs. Merrick. <laughs> looks like your child has a weird face. <laughs> squirt this ointment on him. <laughs> uh, do you think that's why we've never had another elephant man? Because there's an ointment now? <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. Just squirt on the yeah, kid. right. <laughs> <It'd> probably. <laughs> oh, so yes. This is a comic. Oh, can I give a little background on this? Before yes, you starting? can. Um, this particular copy of this comic. Yes. Traveled overseas to get to us. What? From, from Great Britain. Wow. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> my friend, uh, Neil. Yes. co and pal. Yeah. Uh, man about town. Yeah. He, I, I'm aware of him. You're aware of him. He is my sugar daddy. He's your <laughs> That's right. He is. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um. <laughs> Uh, man, he must not be a very good sugar daddy if you can't afford a tea bag. From- I know, right? <laughs> but. He's got up his game. <laughs> he's got other bitches to take care of. <laughs> um, no, but he went to, to London very recently. Yes. And he, uh, brought this back, um, and he thought I would like to read it. So okay. he, he loaned it to me. He hasn't, he hadn't got a chance to read it yet, but he's a, he's a big fan of the Elephant Man legacy sure. and lore. Who isn't? Right. I know I am. Right. Quite, quite a bit. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's very fascinating. Yeah. And, uh, there's not a lot of, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of fiction based on him. I mean, you can read yeah. like the same kind of articles and. Right. But, um, you, you don't really see a lot of interesting fiction. So he was stoked and he, he bought this and he was like, I, you know, he's like, I thought you might want to read this too. So. Yeah. So he loaned it to us to, uh, use it in the show here. That's cool. I mean, is, uh, was this published by a company that you could only buy a copy in uh, in England? I believe so. I mean, it has so. a <clears throat> has a publisher thing in the beginning, but I forget who it was by. He's looking at it right now. I am. I can't. It's Published by Tom Ward. That's the writer, I believe. Uh, yep. So self-published? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. But yeah, this is like, I mean, it has a barcode, so oh, yeah. it's a real book. And, and I did not notice that on the back it is, uh, nine pounds and 99 pence. Wow. <laughs> Pretty authentic. I, I have no idea if that's how to say that numeration. Oh, um, but, and, but it has the pound sign. It, it does, yeah. I believe nice. it has the pound sign. Yeah. It's not like the euro, right? No, that's pound, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this copy, uh, Came directly from London wow. to, to uh, the Gutter Trash Studios. Wow, what a waste. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> so, I, I really wanted to like this book. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> Well I will go ahead and put this out here. I think the story was just fine. Okay. Like I had no problems with the story. Alright. Like um, just the overall plot? Or like like as a reading experience? Um Well as a reading experience I had many problems. Okay, all right, yeah. Um <laughs> but I th- I think uh I think I think the plot was fine. Okay. Alright. Yeah, it was thin. Yeah. Best. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Uh but yeah, it's it's the the devil in the details is what gets you usually. Yes. Yeah. And and uh one of those unfortunate devils is uh uh who's the artist again? Luke Parker. Luke Parker. Luke Parker? Um Gosh, how to put this. Put it nicely. I'm trying. I am I am very trying. (laughs) Uh, well, first of all, let me just go ahead and say, you know, much congratulations to to Mr. Tom Ward and Luke Barker for, for publishing a comic book. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, was a four issue series, I guess. Right. I mean, uh, or at least, at least that's what this collection yes, consists yeah. of is four issues. There might've been more because it kind of seems like there could be more. Sure. The the the, it definitely is open for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, good on you for that. That's, that's a lot more than I've ever accomplished, uh. You know, so, so, you know, hard, hard to just shit on it for that. Cause. Yeah, your comics are overseas. Yep, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe these gentlemen are from, or, yeah, I have no idea where these gentlemen are from. I think they're British, I okay, believe, yeah. I Uh, and, and, you know, they have a very nice introduction from a, a writer that I despise. <laughs> Joe Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's a flattering, it's a nice, you know, yeah. positive, like, you know, Praising introduction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, your comic is terrible. Um, um <laughs> no, I, I don't think it was terrible. I do. I, I did <laughs> not enjoy it. And it would be a hundred percent because of the artwork. Uh, I did not like the writing as well, mm-hmm. but eighty percent of it for me was definitely the artwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from the jump, the, the cover alone will tell you all you need to know. Yep. Uh, well, this, this is interesting too, because Neil bought this when he, when he picked it up, you know, he was like, oh wow, a book about, you know, Joseph Merrick. I love the elephant man. Right. But, and he was like, and bonus, they got Magnolia to do the cover. Sure. That's, that's seriously what he said. Yeah. And he said he didn't realize until after he had like already purchased it. That it's not a Magnola cover. Nope. It's just Magnola worship. Yep. I, I think that's probably the best way to, to put that. Mm-hmm. Because this entire book is drawn in a very Mike Magnola worship style. Oh yes. But with none of the craft or skill of I, Mike Magnola. I totally agree. It looks like, it looks like he just laid out all these different Magnola pages. Yep. Mostly from like the, I'd say early 90s era because it has that kind of tops comics dracula magnola style look like a lot of the way the characters are drawn because or i guess it's actually pronounced Magnolia, whatever but but we'll call him magnola i appreciate that. um but it's uh it looks a lot more like that era of his artwork to me especially mm. just in people's faces and crowd scenes and things like that i see a lot of details that you know you're like oh there's how he did that back in the 90s or whatever right. I can see that. Uh, for the most part, what I get is, it's, well, you know, Mike Magnola had to work to get to his style at some point. Right. And this is a guy who, I mean, who knows where he started originally, but, mm-hmm. uh, he is clearly just trying to ape Magnola. Oh, yeah. Like, not even, it's not even like, it's not even like kinda close or like you can see a little Magnola right, in there. Yeah. It's like, it's like he's literally, copying panels and just putting his characters. Like, that's what it looks like to me. But a lot of it. And, like, Manola does a thing in in his books, which, again, evolves from, you know, 30 years of working in the industry and, and owning his craft. Right. Of, you know... In set panels where there's just, like, a weird, like, statue face. Yeah, or, or like, a little or, clock f- or a bat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, like, if you look at the back, like, cover of, like, you know, any Hellboy comic, there's usually just some sort of weird panel that, like, you know, it's just, like, something that clearly Mignola just wanted to draw. Yeah, you right? know? And, and it's like, yeah, I'll just slap it on the back of my book. And, like, this comic is full of just panels that kind of look like that, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah, like you said, there's, there's Magnola pages where, um, there'll be like a, a weird placement of something, like an object yeah. or, or a statue or whatever, just kind of in the middle and of two panels. And it has like a, it sets a tone or, mm-hmm. or creates an effect or something. But it looks like he was like, I bet Magnola would put something here. Right. This would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, yeah, it's just, it's just not well done. No. Uh, like if I had to say anything good about his artwork and I don't, uh, you don't have to, but you can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would also say that, you know, there's a very Kevin O'Neill influence that comes through occasionally. Oh yeah. Uh, at least I see it on the cover somewhat, but, uh, I mean, it's sparse. It, it, I see what you mean, like, there's, like, something else, kind of. Right. Like, it's 98% manure. Oh, absolutely. But the other artist that it reminded me of, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy that did, um, Death by Chocolate and Threshold. And oh, uh, David, David Yurkovich? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Some of it kind of reminds me of that guy's stuff, too. Okay. Um, like, especially, like, the women's spaces and things like that, like, mm-hmm. like, and I love that guy's artwork. Oh, yeah, he's, he's also a very good but, artist. But that's the thing, is, like, I would, I mean I would imagine if if Mr. Luke Parker just drew this in his own style. Right. It would be fine. Maybe you know? yeah. like, I don't know. I still really disliked everything else about this too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not like the story and I did not like the writing. Uh I thought it was very ham fisted. Uh I don't mind that though. Like and, and very generic and predictable. Yeah, it was kind of predictable. There wasn't there weren't a lot of
1: and also, at
0: the same time, made very little sense. Like, just elements happened, and there's, like, no explanation given to, like, you know, characters' motivations, uh, you know, why they're doing what they're doing, who they are, even. Right, right. Other than, like, we know who Dr. Trev's is, and right. we know who Joseph Merrick is, just because we exist in the world, and right. I've seen a David Lynch movie or two. <laughs> yeah. Except for Inland Empire, go ahead and uh, skip that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, like it was one of those things where, if maybe this was a a comedy and it, and it was like kind of poking fun at like the world that Mignola creates for right. his characters, I would think it was fucking genius. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? <laughs> like, like oh my god, it's this parody, and he drew it exactly like Mignola would. Right. Um, like that would be amazing. Uh huh but but no it's like it's full-on serious yeah it's totally serious and it's just a constant reminder every single panel every single panel yeah like i'm flipping through here and there isn't a panel that I, i'm not like wow it's almost as if mignola drew that almost, almost. Yeah. yeah it is a very unskilled mignola and, it, and it's like i mean because you can even see how amateurish it is underneath the style Right, like, like there is very little thought to storytelling, pacing, layout.
1: Uh, yeah, anatomy
0: just, is off. It just looks like panels were yeah looked at from a Magnolia comic yep. and redrawn, and mm-hmm. and it's it's sad because I think we it's funny because last podcast I think right before I I told you the book that I was picking mm-hmm. we were talking about Nick Bradshaw yeah and we're talking and like you said something I forget what it was but basically you were basically saying. Um, you know, you know, it's kind of infuriating when someone just rips off somebody else's style. And right. I thought it was so, I started to be like, well, let me pick my next book because I'd already read it. <laughs> um, but to me, that is like one of the worst things is if you, if you are just aping somebody else's style and you're not like putting any of your own self into it. Like right. I would rather see a really flawed a hundred percent self-expression artwork than like. A really nice ripoff of Mike Magnola. Yeah. Like, I would much rather see this guy just draw it in his own style. I'd be very curious as to what that would be. But, I mean, I am guessing... Like, I mean, this clearly was his choice to do it. I mean, like... Because I honestly, like, by looking at it, I don't... Like, I don't think it's as bad. Like, I think he can clearly draw, but... There are, but it's just not great because of, it's, it's so, it's so off putting. I, I can't even get into the story because I'm just like, ugh, it's like Magnola. It's almost like Magnola. Every single page, like, it's all I can see. I mean, yeah, but, like, uh, there are definite, uh, instances, I feel, like, where there's just an amateurish, undertone to, Just, like, everything. But I love amateurs undertone. Well, I know that. <laughs> but, you know, he's covering it up with, you know, a Mignola skin. Yeah, exactly. And I I say, oh, I have to go on a tangent for a second. Okay. I saw, a, a, I was behind a car yesterday, I was driving down the road, and his vanity plate said, skin. Ew. Ew. Gross. And it was a Lexus. Gross. And, like, the windows were tinted. And I was just like... Nope. I know. It was, <laughs> like... <laughs> it was the most off thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to share that. I haven't told anybody that yet. No, it that's... freaked the, me out. You, as well you should be. <laughs> but, but no, but, yeah, like you said, it's, like, it's amateurish and it's hidden behind this Magnola thing. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I'm totally fine with amateurish artwork. Sure. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. If anything, it might even make me feel like i uh, more relatable you right, know like right. like hey this guy's trying you know even though he's not a slick professional but but to put it you know to do this magnola worship um it just kind of ruins it for me it just it just falls so flat and just yeah. makes it it's very flat uh you know, just speaking you know and he worked hard lives. he penciled inked and colored this yeah, yeah. like he did a, he did, he worked on oh, this there's effort for sure but uh, it's just misdirected effort. Yes, yes. It's like, oh my gosh. But even, like, the page that I'm looking at right now, honestly, like, if I had to describe it, it'd be as if the South Park guys adapted a Mignola page. Right. I mean, just the characters, just like, the way they're positioned, how yeah. they're posed. They all just look like paper cutouts. Yeah, it's really flat. And yeah. <clears throat> uh and, and, yeah, just the storytelling is is... Ah, uh, like, again, yeah, there's just like a panel with like a random monster face. Yeah. In the middle of like an action scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Like- I, I, you know, it does remind me of when I was like, you know, a kid and I was, like, I remember the first time I, I saw Chris Ware's artwork, it blew my mind and I was like, I'm gonna ape this and like. Oh, sure. You know, and I, and I put out this little mini comic and, you know, I like kinda tried to steal some of his you know, yes. The things that he would do, the tropes. We've all done it, right? Um, but I'm, but I'm like, oh, he would probably have something like this in here. Yep. Even though I don't know why he exactly, did it. Exactly. So it's so out of place when I look back at it now. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. We and that's what this is. We have all done that. Uh, we're all guilty of that. Like, but we've also never published them. Right. <laughs> you know. I made five copies of that book well, or something. Sure. I, yeah, that's, I think that's, I still have four. That's barely of them, publishing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I did the same thing with like Frank Miller stuff when when sure, I just started yeah. doing Sin City work. I was like, "What?" And oh yeah, yeah. He's another good example. I've seen a lot of people ape his oh, yeah. his style. And then you know, all you have to do is look at the early '90s and the hundreds of comics that came out from Image. Oh yeah, they're just like Rob Liefeld. A hundred guys that wanted to be Rob Liefeld, right? You, and know, you can't you can't be fronting Liefeld. You cannot. You know, you you have to learn him and Magnola. You have to learn his craft. You have to earn his craft. (laughs) That's what he did. Yeah, he did. And you know, and what's particularly frustrating is there's a little pinup section in the back. Uh huh. There's like eight different completely varied styles of artwork. Yeah. And every time I look at any one of these, I'm like, damn, I wish that guy would have drawn this book. (laughs) Especially, I fucking love Tiernan Trevelyan or whatever. This page here. Yeah. This pinup is fucking amazing. It's pretty good. I love it. It's, it's. Mignola worship, but not as overt. It, it looks more like, yeah, like, hey, there's a little nod. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. If anything, I would say that's maybe slightly more Guy Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Um. Maybe even a little Kevin Nolan, Nolan yeah, Nolan, however. I think it's Nolan. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah some I of the, I don't know how to pronounce McNolan, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay mr shamborn yeah it's fine yeah um <laughs> but yeah all these things in the back are great and this yeah. corley is awesome um joe badon i mean like all these pinups are like i just look at them and I'm like man even this one this one's super cartoony i'm like that would have worked better yeah you know like any of that would have been better i don't know it just it bothers me like i've I've tried to. Oh, it was definitely hard to get through. Yeah, it's like takes you out of it. You can't yep. just read it. You're just like, oh, here's another McNeil. Oh, okay, yep. MacDonald, not MacDonald. Like it's. I'm thinking more about Mike McNeil than I'm Joseph Merrick when I read this book. Yep. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. <clears throat> um. You know, yeah. It just. Like I said, like I, I, didn't even enjoy reading it. Like otherwise, like I thought the story was was super thin. It was thin, but I, I didn't mind it. Like, I, I'm fine with, like, there's absolutely nothing about this story that bothers me. It really doesn't. It, it's, it's not, just, it's not amazing, no, but it's, 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 it's readable, I think, and good. It's I, enjoyable. I found the dialogue to be just, just overblown mm. and overdrawn, just right. almost to a Claremontian level. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's not as much. Not story. as much, but there's a couple sequences where it is. And, like, even, like, the hand lettering of, like, the sound effects bothered me. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just, they just, they're so generic looking. Uh, but, uh, like, yeah, like, characters, like, they don't really have character. Like, everybody's just kind of just a trope. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, like, the motivations of everybody is very like murky or just non existent it It's kind of timely though if you look at this sequence here there's a clown that comes out of nowhere and attacks this guy yeah it's very very uh yep. <laughs> uh it was it was it was a prophecy Oh, <laughs> well, by that measure then it was also uh, a prophecy right. uh but no, like the, there's like weird occult stuff happening, but like there's never any sort of explanation to any of it. It's like not even like a hint at anything. I, I didn't mind the, the murkiness of that though, cause I, like there's this bookstore owner that, uh, sells this book and all these different, you know, people want it basically. Right. And I, I did love the idea that, you know, like you just see these people come in and complain about them not selling it to them for right. their, for their dark matters. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mind that, but. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, there's. I'd say the plot's not great, but it's enjoyable. I would never, ever, ever call it enjoyable on any level. But the art, I really hated this comic. Yeah, hated it. (laughs) The art, the art just ruins it for me. The art ruined it far more than I think. Had it been drawn in a different style, yeah, like I probably would have not liked it otherwise. But I wouldn't have ruined it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have at least said, well, you know, I like the art or, or you know, it hated make, the art for a different reason. It makes me real curious, because I've never heard of this creative team before, and yeah. it makes me real curious if maybe, like, that was the goal. Maybe he was like, I want to try to draw this, you know, in a Hellboy style, even though that's not the way I usually draw, and I wonder if that's why it didn't work. I, like, uh, I wonder if uh, it, his art always looks like this, or... I'd be very curious to see if he has a different style otherwise, but I can't imagine purposefully drawing an entire, like, 128-page right. story yeah. in that one style oh, yeah, and, and not having, like, nothing other than a basic grasp of comic storytelling like slip through otherwise. Right. Because everything is so... Poorly on the nose. Help yeah. Like oh, yeah. yeah. And I would almost be like, if it was just an illustration, like, if he's like, hey, I'm gonna draw a picture sure. of the elephant man, kinda like Magnola would. Yeah. Because Magnola's never drawn the elephant man that I know of. Like, I think he has, actually. I mean, that, but yeah. like, that'd be fine. You'd sure. be like, okay, yeah. that's kinda cool. But yeah, it's like, you know, a hundred and something pages of him, Exactly. him worshipping Magnola, and it's just, it doesn't work. It's, it's, but, it's the, but the, the, my main thing about the art, like, other than, you know, everything that we've been talking about, is that it is clearly... Like, it reminds me of, you know, like I said, we've all done this. Like, when you're you're 15 years old or whatever, you're like, oh, man, I love this guy's style. I'm going to, like, draw exactly yeah, like, like him. if I know. just duplicate this page, I'll be as good as him. Right, yeah. And so, like, there's the very last page of, of this story... Uh, has, has like a, it's a splash page of sorts. Right. And it is just the most amateurish looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I laughed out loud when I got to that (laughs) page. I was like, seriously? I, I actually like that page. Oh, doesn't doesn't bother me. You're not good. Yeah, that, uh, and also, I mean, you know, the implication of of what is happening on the last page is also dumb as shit. Yeah, but you know, I like dumb as shit though. I In know my you comments. Comments. but if it were, but look at it, but before you close that page, there's even that little inset panel. Oh yeah, there. like like a random skull. I know, and I like it's like, uh it's like this is, you know, I don't know. It's, it reminds me of like a kid that says like, you know, he sees his dad's toolbox and he's like, Dad uses these tools on. Things right, I'm right. gonna use this tool on something else, right, and I'll be yep. just like my dad. And he's like, "No, you're not using that tool correctly. Right, you're, you're actually hurting something. <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> right? That's what that art reminds me of. Yeah, I absolutely. One hundred percent agree. But but even like yeah, this this page, this uh, the the implication of it, and and if it were done in a tongue and cheek style, yeah, huh. like. W- Fifty percent more on board. Yeah, than I am right now. Yeah, that's what I was saying a while ago. Like if this would have been <clears> a comedy, and it was just like a ridiculous parody of, because you know Magnolia's comics all kind of tie together, and there's this world. Yeah, like if it was like a parody of that world, sure. and it was funny, and it was drawn like this, I'd be like, "That's fucking great, right?" But uh, yeah, I would be definitely more on board. But, but it is—it's so serious, and it just, exactly. It's just, yeah. I and it's basically—I mean, we haven't even talked about the plot of this, but it basically posits uh, Joseph Merrick, the Elephant Man, as Hellboy of sorts. pretty much, yeah. Just his deformities. Even has a big right hand. Yep, yep. Uh, His deformities basically make him superhumanly strong and tough. And so he basically goes out into the world and kicks some ass. Right. And then there's occult stuff that happens. That's the plot. That that is the entire book. Pretty much. And Uh, I I honestly would be fine with that if, if it was drawn in in somebody's, and somebody's own style. You know? Yeah. Like I don't care if it's good or bad. Yeah. If it's I mean if it's yeah, your own I would thing. Definitely rather have read this if like you had drawn it. Or, right. Or you know anyone else. I just or, never or, I never would have finished it. No, of course not. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Luke Parker, if you have a style outside of what this is, I'd Please, I, please I, use it. Yeah. I w- I want to know what it is. I want to see you develop that and not be a Mignola clone, yeah, exactly, and, and it's weird because I mean, you know, in the because Mignola's used other artists, you know, yeah, uh, to draw like BPRD stuff, and and some of them all they have a a look, yeah. I, I mean, forget the guy's name. The guy drew like a lot of Baltimore stuff uh yeah, yeah it, it looks know, it looks very magnolish, but I never read the Baltimore stuff, but like you know I can definitely mention like Ryan Sook started out doing mm-hmm. B Priority and Matt Smith for Greo and uh no not for Gredo. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, for Figreto had his own style mm-hmm. and he's been doing that for decades right uh so he was just doing his own thing you know but but like Matt Smith and Ryan Sook definitely started out like you can look at their early work for Magnola and say well they're just, just trying, trying to, to right but then both of them like evolved into their own things. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and and uh maybe that's what this fellow is doing. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And yeah, like even uh we read that Frankenstein Unbound or not Frankenstein Unbound, oh, the Underground. Underground. Uh when the guy who drew that was was had like he had his own style, but you could definitely tell that there was a I Mignola mean, influence in for it. For sure. You know? Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. This doesn't look like an influence. This looks like he had a, a thousand Magnolia pages taped to this wall, yep. and he's like, "Okay, I need a panel with a guy. Okay, here's one. I'll just redraw that." Yep. And, and yeah, and it's a lot of it is just him, you know, like taking sometimes those just random panels of like, "Here's a guy posed as if he is like sitting for a portrait." You know, and this would just be my panel of like a guy talking. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's just like, yeah, it's you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love expressive artwork, and I I understand homage. Like, I like it when bands cover other bands, but sure. I like it when they take those songs and make them their completely own. Completely change them into their own. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's like if you could, you know, take what you like about an artist like Magnolia or whoever, right, and insert elements of it into your work and make it your own thing. That is amazing. This is not that. No. And, you know, like, like I've said before, like, I've been guilty of doing it in my own work. I mean, for years I was ripping off Bruce Timm blatantly, like, in stuff that I would draw. But, you know, like, there was also, you know, 20 years of me practice that was still in there. Right. That you could say, oh, definitely... Bruce Tim didn't draw that. It's just a guy trying to draw like Bruce Tim. Sure, there. yeah. Whereas, I mean, honestly, like the best panels of this you could accidentally confuse for Manoa. Oh, yeah. Panel. Because it's not only like, yeah, it's like everything. It's like the way he does the shadows and yep. the way he does like, you know, like little sparks or whatever, everything. Yep. Uh, like you said earlier, this is like 98% Manoa and then like 1% somebody else whom we can't, you know, define. Right. And then maybe 1% of Luke Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. Cause it could have been really cool. I sure. Thought. I mean, you know, yeah, the like you said, there's not a lot of fictional works out there about Joseph Merrick. And yeah, you know, it could be it could have been cool to see something like this. Yeah. Also, maybe he had it been treated with like a little bit of humor. Right. Instead of just so dead serious. Yeah. Uh like, yeah, not necessarily like a comedy, but no, yeah. just like a sense of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. fun. Because, uh, yeah, even as serious as Hellboy sometimes takes itself, it is also fun. You're right. You know, it's just For a fun sure. romp through whatever story he's going through. Yeah, From Hell is the only other book I can think of, comic wise, that has um some Joseph Merrick stuff and that's great. Like yeah. the stuff with him in there, I love it. Like, sure. Uh but, I mean that's one of my favorite books anyway, but there was, uh, the, uh, Billy the Kids, uh, old time oddities oh, yeah, that right. had uh, Yeah. And the Elephant Man. And he well. went, and he was a little, he was souped up yep. as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also something that was clearly not taking itself seriously. Right. And also Kyle Hotz is fantastic. i I yeah. 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 Kyle Hotz is up there pretty high on my list of amazing artists. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can look at a Kyle Hotz art and say, okay, well, he's clearly influenced by, like, Bernie Wrightson and Kelly Jones and, you know, some old, like, Wally Wood for sure, but he's also totally got his own style going, Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he's... Yeah, exactly. Like, you can tell where he's come from, but you can also see where he's going, and it's further away from that. Exactly. He's finding his voice even, you know, after 30 years in the industry. Right. You know, he's continuing to grow and evolve. Yeah. I definitely hope Luke Parker does that. Me too. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Google image of this, people, see what we're talking about. Um, it's called Merrick the Sensational Elephant Man. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just <laughs> like it's Mignola. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what he's trying for. And I don't think anyone who's ever seen Mignola's art would not. Recognize that right away. Exactly. And right. it, and to me that just ruins it. That just takes you out of it. Yep. Yeah, it's uh like you know hate to harp on this again, but uh, you know it's also it's like Tom Cioli. You, know, mm-hmm. you look at his artwork and you're like, okay, well he's just trying to do a Kirby thing, but if you look closer at it, he's also completely doing his own thing too. Oh to yeah, him, exactly. Know? So you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with influence. Exactly. Uh, like it's what sparks you to be creative in yep. the first place, but yep. but. Yeah, it's just. Find your voice. Yes, yeah. yeah, this, this is like something that would have been awesome if he would have done this and then never published it. Yeah. And learned. Like, you know, I've done that. I've, oh, looked, sure. I've looked at like Wally Wood art and like tried to redraw it or Jack Cole and Kevin Nolan. Like I'll redraw a page and I'll try my best to make it look exactly like it, yeah. not changing anything to make it my own. Because but you're I, trying to figure out how they did. The yeah, thing exactly. Yeah. I'm not trying to be them. I'm trying to like learn something from yep. the experience. Maybe you learned something from this. I hope so. But, uh, I learned that so far I don't appreciate his art. Yep. Same. <laughs> and uh, I hope to in the future. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he just doesn't fall further into the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. And uh, unless unless the next one looks like total Liefeld worship. <laughs> I, I yeah. would I would read that. Yeah, well there's a million other artists doing <laughs> that, right? right. Yeah. I would read Elephant Man by Liefeld though. Oh my, oh, my god. god, sure. I mean yeah. he should have done a variant cover. He should have done a pen up. <laughs> yeah. They can get Joe Casey to write an intro, they could have gotten Leifeld to do oh, you know, a yeah. spot illustration or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and again, I think it comes down to, you know, Magnola got to where he is through years of work and practice and owning his craft. And this guy clearly just like, well, I'm gonna jump in and like You just you hand know, me the ball, Magnola. I'm gonna keep running. Yep, uh, yep. Nope. It nope, doesn't work that way. Nope. Nope. So, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, I did. I loathed every page that I read of this. Like, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I practically evil earned this book. <laughs> you, you didn't read the whole thing? I skipped, like, ten pages <laughs> at a time. <laughs> but, like, I looked at every page. but I did not read every right. page. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> well, then we're even. <laughs> Hey, I could still hold my own in a conversation about it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, like you said, there's, but there's nothing. To there's talk not about. a lot of. There's not a lot of plot. It's just, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, yeah. It's more like a mood. Yeah. And, and yeah, the the main thing to talk about this book is the thing we have been talking about. The unfortunate choice, yeah. Ar- artistic choice, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So apologies to uh, Neil for spending, God knows how much money it Tin was. Pub. Ten pounds, however, that is uh, translated uh, to right. to the dollar. Uh yeah, maybe yeah. he'll dig it. Maybe, he'll like maybe he it. will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I hope otherwise. He had a good trip to England. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, that that uh, he, he didn't just go there for this. Yeah, yeah. He heard this was on sale, and he <laughs> booked the flight. <laughs> uh, all right. Well take a break sure <laughs> okay <just> <laughs> let's cleanse our palate poly- we'll come back with positivity below uh, let's hope Back. Hello. Oh. So, uh, to the listener, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you want to go back to the first segment and make a drinking game, take a shot every time we say Mignola yeah. or some variation <laughs> thereof. Yeah. And make sure that somebody is with you who is able to dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, probably <laughs> accurate. Yeah. So yeah. I did look up Luke Parker uh, mm-hmm. during our break here. And he does apparently. Uh, this is his style. Yeah. Th- this is what he wants to be. Yep. That's unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. You showed me a uh, like, like a you know kind of a nice piece he did of Harold Ramis when he passed away. Yep. But it was it looked like you know. Like Baby Magnolia. Right? Yep. Uh. Yeah. Just yeah. It's it's too bad. Yep. I think everybody has a way to express themselves their own self exactly and and like i don't to me it just wouldn't do it for me if if like i picked my favorite artist and just tried to draw like them like that you know like like that'd be an interesting exercise but it wouldn't be like the mode i would want to operate in right i mean you can probably see you know when you look at my art you're like oh clearly you know there's picasso and frisetta i mean this guy's fucking great i've always uh, said that (laughs) no Not, not that it looks exactly like it but I see the influences, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, yeah. There's, there's some cartoonists that you can clearly see the influence. I'd say Jeffrey Brown is my main, like, I would say that's definitely your top one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I can also look at comics I drew when I was ten years old, Right. and to me, they look like what I'm drawing now. I just know how to better shade or something right, like that, yeah, you know, right. like. And and the, to me, it's sad when you. Like when a band just sounds like a shittier version of a band you like, right or something like that. You yeah, know, like Creed versus Pearl Jam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Park Luke Parker is the Creed to Mignola's Pearl Jam. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, you know, and and I've said it before, you know, I, I've I've done it myself, like like even as recently as Fifteen years ago, you know, when, when I was making comics, you know, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to draw more like, you know, Bruce Tim or like I even I for a while I even had a bit of a Magnola thing that I was trying here. And sure, there. yeah. But, you know, yeah, after a while it was just like, Well, this isn't working for me, you know, this is not who I am. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Try to like keep up with him and like right. grow to his you know, like yeah, that's... it's not gonna happen here. Yeah. And, and I mean, even now, you know, I, I don't know who I draw like if I... I'm say Chap Yep. Chap Yep, yeah. uh, I, I take it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, honestly, in the 90s, when, when I first got the, the major bug to, to make comics, you know, I mean, like, Liefeld and Lee both hit big for me, like, you know, within those first couple of years. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, Exploded onto the scene, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I need to be doing that. Sure, yeah. You know? Right. And, and unfortunately, I feel like that really just hampered me a lot. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that can set you back. Yeah. Right? As opposed to like, I mean, you know, you know, like I said, if you do like an exercise where you're like, I'm gonna, you know, draw in that style for right. tonight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not like forever. Right. But like, you know, just to learn something or yeah. to, to like, you know, see what you can pull from another influence. I don't know. I just, it's disheartening to me. Like, I love art and like, you know, every level of it. Like, I love people who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, you're like, that looks awesome. Right. Or, or people like, you know, masters of their craft and everything in between, but only when it's their expressiveness, you know, not like them aping something. Like you and I, we both uh, do volunteer work for, for a group that, you know, treats, the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. Oh, the other group. Oh, yeah, shit, other group. yeah. 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 Let's not talk about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> after President Trump is in office, oh, yeah. then we can freelance yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be socially acceptable again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we both do work for, for a group that, that, uh, helps, uh, developmentally disabled people make art. Yeah. And, and I don't know about your experiences when, cause we both volunteer at different times and and for different groups, basically. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, But mine, you know, like, like it's all more kind of crafts type of stuff, you know, like a lesson. Right. Yeah. And there's always one girl who, who every single project, she's like, well, am I doing this right? You know, well, what should I do? And they're like, you know, I feel like, or she's always like, I feel like I'm doing this wrong. And I'm just like no, you know, it's yeah. art. Yeah, there's no wrong. Exactly. Player. You know, just do whatever you want, and and yeah, there are no mistakes. And at least in this type of right. art, there are no mistakes. Yeah, just yeah. don't just don't paper mache that thing exactly like Magnola would paper mache that exactly. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and again, you know, she's she's you know mentally disabled, so it's hard to get it through to her that you know just. You know, whatever you feel like doing when you have that piece of paper in front of you, do yeah, that. Exactly. You know, don't try to don't try to please other people. Right. And, and definitely don't try to copy other people. Right. Yeah. You know, I and, agree. And yeah. Someday I'll learn that too. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I see artwork there that blows my mind. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, clearly amateurish, yeah. but it's such an expression of how someone feels or like something they need to get out. Yep. And to me that is way more impactful than almost getting your drawing to look just like Art Adams. Or exactly. almost getting it to look like right. you know, Alex Ross or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Just do it yourself, kids. Exactly. Make it make it happen. Make yep. it look like how your soul wants it to look. Yeah. And and, you know, in comics I think is different than other types of art in which there is sort of ground rules to follow. Right. You know, just, just, you know, very, very basic building blocks, Mm -hmm. you know, type of stuff, you know, and, and, but beyond that.
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: know, go nuts, do, do what you want. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, cause, cause, you know, pretty much, only follow like comic people on like Twitter or whatever. Mm, right. You know, and like every single one of them, like you know, get, you know, you know, well how do you make comics? You yeah, know, that kind of thing. What what size of breast do you use? Right, yeah. You know, it's like whatever works. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know like a, I, I know a guy, I'm not gonna name his name. Um I'm sure you haven't like Nola. <laughs> it's not <laughs> no. uh, sorry, they just did one more shot. <laughs> Um. No, there's a dude that shops at my work. He's been shopping there forever, and he's an artist. And I know I don't think you know him actually. So um, like, it's not like somebody that I'm not not, Ben (laughs) Rotten. Not Rotten. Um. But this this fella, super nice guy. Um. He's been no, it's not him. Uh, he's been he's been shopping there for like 20 years. I've talked to him, Mm -hmm. and he's always talking about the comic that he's going going to make yeah and like he keeps buying stuff and he's like this this is great i love the way this guy draws like you know water like i remember like this is how long it's been going on i remember him buying a cross-gen comic because it was off the new rack not out of the dollar back because he liked the way like there's like el kazan or kazan or whatever it was like the way that the guy drew water and uh he was like yeah that could really help with what i'm working on and like and he he always comes in he's like You know, I bought this new pen, and he shows me this pen he bought, and, you know, he's like, this might really help me, like, get where I'm trying to go. And I'm like, dude, I mean, like, he's older than me. Right. And I'm like, he's going to be fucking dead by the time he draws the first page of his comic. Yep. Because he's he's trying to get it right. He's never going to draw that first page of his comic. Right. Because he is spending too much time, you know, worrying about the tools. Yeah. Worrying about how to draw certain elements instead of just doing it. Yeah, exactly. It blows my mind. I'm like, like, I... Like, I could see that being a stumbling block, but I, I feel like after, after a few years, you'd be like, well, he- hell, I haven't drawn anything yet. Maybe right. I should just sit down and do it. Right? You know? Uh, I mean, you know, and, and I'm a guy who talks about, you know, the comics I want to draw more than actually drawing the comics, you know? Uh, but, you know, it, it's a fear of, of, it's a fear of failure and it's a fear of success. Right. You know, cause, cause if you draw that first page and it is perfect and it's like, this is exactly what I go for. Now page two. Fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, there was a, somebody, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure this is like a kind of a famous quote. Someone said the first thousand comic pages you draw are going to be terrible. Yep. And after that, it's going to be good. So it's like, why make that first one? Why, why try to make it perfect? Because yep. it's going to be the first of your thousand bad ones. Yep. Just fucking draw it get it out of the way, draw the next shitty page and the next horrible page. And, and eventually it's going to start getting better. Yeah, it might yeah. not even take you a thousand pages yeah. if you just fucking do it. Like even uh Jack Kirby, I think, you know, is like a quote from him that I always remember. It was like, well, I fucked up this one, so uh, I'll just get it right the next 20 times I have to draw it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and and I mean, I've I've clearly drawn more comics than that guy that you're talking about, but you know, like like I don't do a lot. And, I mean, there is an element, like I get the element of you know, well, I don't have the right tools to do this, right. you know, and and. But yeah, at a certain point, they're just, you know, there's no excuses other than I'm just not doing this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest hurdle. And, and it is a hurdle to look at a blank page, especially if, if you don't, you know, have like a pile of your output to inspire you to keep going. You know, if you're like, this is the first thing I've done. I got, I got to come out of the gate. Right. Right. Um, but I, but yeah, it's like, don't worry so much about the tools and about making something perfect. Right. Um I remember hanging out there was a friend of mine I used to draw with years ago and I was hanging out at his house and I was showing him the different pens and like we were both actually drawing so right, we were getting yeah, yeah, shit right. done but I was like yeah this is like this one's like a horsehair sable Japanese right, right. you know uh pilot or not pilot but you know Pentel brush, right. brush pen and and but I really like this um Faber-Castell right. uh pocket brush pen but then you know my go-to is usually Um, the Statler pigment liner 0.3. And, and he was like, I just use a Bic. That's what he said. And I looked over and he had drawn a fucking amazing drawing with a Bic pen. And I was like, (sighs) yeah, I mean, you know, there, there is, you know, I mean, some tools do help better. Oh, sure. Obviously when you're drawing, you know, you do have your preferences for what works for you. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, if you have a friend who's also an artist, you're like, hey, check out this thing that I just got. I right. think this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and... But there's no one tool that is going to make your exactly. art awesome. and yep. There's no uh one art style that you need to emulate to be awesome. Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, I hate 99% of everything that I've ever drawn. Sure. But, you know, like, you know, that 1%, you know, uh like, some of it has just been... Yeah, with a big pen on a post-it. Yeah, right? You know? You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> it's like, well, there goes my $100, you know, Copic set that I bought. Right. <laughs> and my Bristol board, yeah, uh, right. double three-ply vellum. <laughs> I don't use vellum. <laughs> smooth. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe I'll, I'll start the, using I don't like smooth. the tooth. I, I, I love the vellum. Yeah. Maybe I'll start drawing smooth, on yeah. smooth paper and I'll draw like you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i would also recommend the Faber castell uh you know uh, a a yeah. yeah and uh yeah i do like the uh the pentel pocket brush and mm, that's uh, a nice also one use the uh the Kurataki at times Oh, those are good too yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah, don't get me wrong this dude that comes in mavericks he's super nice and he's he's even given me a couple pins he's like ah, i use this one i didn't really like like it that much and he's like if you want to try it um you know and like he's a nice dude and like you know he's like, excited about artwork but i'm like I've never seen a drawing by him. Right. Yeah. And we've been talking about his drawings for 20 years. Right. You should say, hey, bring something in. Yeah. Like a sketchbook. He's like, oh, I don't, uh, I he'll probably bring in a blank sketchbook. Right. Yeah. be like, hey, this is the... I like the paper on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just fucking draw. Right. I mean, you know, part of it for me though, is like, I, I get bored. Like, I start drawing a comic page and I just bore the shit out of myself with it. Right. You know, like I've been, I've got a, Two-page comic that I've actually been working on. I drew the first page of it, and I haven't started on the second page. And I started the coloring on the first page, but like at this point, I'm just like, man, I really don't want to work on this anymore. Is it? Does it seem daunting because you're like, you look at all of these other panels I have to do? Is it that sort of thing? Kind of. You could it's also like, just like, I know the end of it. So like Uh, excitement number is the story's already played out in your brain. Yeah. yeah. Because you as I say you could do like Chester Brown, he draws every panel on a different page. Yeah. And then he just tapes them all together. Yeah, I did do that once. Mm -hmm. Uh for a while. I mean I was scanning them and compiling them in Photoshop. Uh, But now this is I'm drawing this one all digital, so you know, it's it's a a different thing for me altogether. Is it gonna look like Batman Digital Justice when you're done? (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. Awesome. I believe I still have my copy of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, surely you weren't able to sell it, so you probably still have it. I'm pretty sure I bought it at Mavericks when I convinced you to sell it to me for like three dollars because it had been sitting on your shelf for twenty years. Yeah. (laughs) I think we still have one. I think after you bought that, I like opened the drawer and put another one out. (laughs) There's a couple like hardcovers we have like many copies of from the nineties. Do you, do you guys still have a copy of Iron Man Crash? Oh no, no, okay. that one's cool too. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the first uh, yeah. old digital comic. Yeah. Apparently, allegedly. I remember that cover. It's, he's got the cool, like old faceplate with the pointy top. Yeah. yeah, it's the best Iron Man armor. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't like fancy, dancy modern <laughs> day Iron Man armor. Right? right. Give me, give me old school '60s silver age oh, Iron, right. Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. The the weird. Hip discs. I I don't. I'm not a big fan of that original clunky one from Tales Astonish. That one's a little too Frankenstein monster. But although I do like that, it's cool as a one off. Yeah, like it'd be cool like as like a short sci fi story, but not as like here's the character I'm gonna follow on a monthly basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when he got the sleek original red and gold. Oh yeah, yeah. it's nice. Yep. Yeah, it's Gene Colan. Yeah. Who knew Gene Colan would be good at uh, Iron Man? Right. So I just that. I mean, honestly, like I know that that came first, but like I always knew him as like the horror guy. Yeah, you know? and right When I saw that he had originally done Iron Man for a while, I was like, really? Yeah, That's good. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He can mix it up. Yeah, he can. Like a Luke Parker should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can, we can't harp on him. I hope. Uh, I yeah. feel like he's probably he's just happy, a fine a fine dude, and yeah. he's doing his thing, but. We just don't appreciate that thing. Nope. Uh yeah. Hmm. so yeah. What, what what's been going on? Um hey, nothing much. Yeah, yeah nothing much. Nothing, nothing last weekend. Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um last last Sunday, uh you know, I was hanging out with my, my buddy Rob. Yeah. Uh good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, met Rob Liefeld last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Worlds collided. Big Saturn meets Brigade. <laughs> oh, God. I want to draw that <laughs> Yeah, no. I went to the Cincinnati Comic, Comic Expo. And, yes. And and I was it's in... It's the one that's in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was there, like, in line when the doors opened, like I was outside, you know, waiting in line and they would open the doors and I immediately ran to the back of the uh, facility where Rob Liefeld's table was. Yes. And I was fifth in line by that point. Yeah. And I waited and got his autograph on my young blood number one. Nice. He personalized it to Jason. Excellent. And shook his hand, got a photo with him, (laughs) exchanged a few words, gave him my room key (laughs) And then, uh, and then I left, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like, it was a positive experience. Um, he was, he was nice enough, you know. Right. Yeah, and I have an awesome keepsake. And, and you uh, got him early in the day, so you're not, not exhausted right. by that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You you were also there. I was also there. I, I did not have an experience like that. Mm. Uh, I did not meet any any major heroes of mine. Oh, uh, but I met some guys that I admire. Hmm. Uh, did did not really exchange any words with any of them. But but, but you did give them your room key, then. I did give them yeah. all yeah. of my room keys. Yeah, and none of them showed. Oh. Oh. Tony Harris, why? Where were you? He was trimming his beard. Yeah. Because <laughs> he definitely didn't do that right before the show. <laughs> he has an awesome beard. Yeah. Uh, it's it's goofy and weird, but yeah. I love it. I mean, it's no Alan Moore, but, mm. no, uh, Yeah. It's cool, though. <laughs> uh, But, no, yeah, I, I was there both days out of, out of, well, Saturday and Sunday. It was a three-day show. Mm-hmm. I did not go on Friday. But some so some uh, guys have got to work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, yeah, I was there, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and Saturday I was just hanging out. And, uh, me and, uh, our friend Joe G went, and, uh, just, just seeing the sights, and, and meeting some people, and buying some comic books. Yeah. And, uh, of which I did, uh, the bare minimum of all that. <laughs> and Joe G did the full maximum <laughs> of all that. <laughs> <laughs> he went balls deep. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, he, I, I got snuck in on, on Saturday. Nice. Oh, Joe put you in his duffel bag? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what's in there? He's like, just a bunch of Rob Liefeld comics. Yep. They're like, Move on then. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but no, my friend uh, Bruce was, uh, had a table there. So he, he got me in uh, Saturday, uh, snuck me in. and uh, uh, But then Sunday I was actually helping him at his table because uh, he is... Uh, uh, co-writer on on the the new book that he has out, uh, Finite, mm-hmm. uh, was there Saturday helping him. So, uh, so I was there Sunday, and uh, he told me to bring stuff to sell. So, so I was I was there at his table Sunday. Sweet, yeah. Sold not a goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I know Sunday was not as busy as Saturday. Sunday so. was definitely not as busy, and there was heavy competition. Uh, with Stanley and Rob Liefeld, right? Yeah, yeah. mostly Stanley. He, I saw a couple of people stand in front of your table, and they, they would look over at Stanley and look at you, and yeah. they, they look at their five hundred dollars, like, "Where do I spend it?" <laughs> and then they walked over to Stanley's table. Yeah, you could you could have spent that five hundred dollars on me and bought my entire stock, <laughs> or spent that five hundred dollars at Stanley and, and got a got photo and autograph. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man I I saw some yeah I met Tony Harris as well I met Basil Gogos um painter of many awesome um famous, famous monsters, monsters covers yeah. and um, he was he was cool he was old as fuck and super nice yeah. um I I I didn't have anything for him. Otherwise, I would have wanted to meet him because he is great. Oh, man. I, it's weird. I honestly don't own anything he's done, but I've loved his artwork for years. And right. I, I just see like covers of magazines that he's done. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. amazing, you know. But I bought a t-shirt from him. A yeah. This Indian thing, shirt. like I couldn't afford a print or anything. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been a reason to go there. Yeah. But I, I had, I had no money. That's yeah. why I had to be snuck in. Right. And and I also met Kevin Nolan and uh had I him, met him as well yeah, yeah he was super cool yeah I had him autograph a a Batman comic for me I I had him autograph uh the Superman Alien crossover oh nice uh the Wildcats Alien crossover wow and uh the Hellboy issue Buster Oakley gets his wish yeah. Uh, the hilarious thing about all this, and I, it's his fault, honestly, uh, is that all those covers, uh, are just mostly black. And so <laughs> he had a difficult time finding any place uh, to sign those. right. Yeah. That's funny. Because all he had was black pins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You think um, if you do that much work with, you know, black and white and a lot of shadows, you'd, you'd keep like a white gel pen or something. Or something yeah. There. yeah. Uh, no, but my, my experience with, uh, Kevin Nolan was, was also a little, a little more different than yours in that, uh, like I said, I, I got snuck in, so I was there like an hour early and then, uh, when the doors opened, you know, Joe G, you know, made his way in and, uh, the first thing he did was stand in Kevin Nolan's line and so, uh, where Bruce's table was, was like two tables down from where Kevin Nolan was. So I could see, like, straight through like right. to where Kevin Nolan was sitting and mostly see exactly where Joe G was standing. <laughs> and so after about, like, half an hour of just uh, bullshitting with, uh, with my friends Bruce and Mike, like, I look over, and Joe G is in the exact same spot that he was, <laughs> like, 30 minutes earlier. So, like, I text him. I'm like, what the fuck is happening there? <laughs> and he responded back with, like, some sort of, like, sarcastic thing, cause he did not know that I was being serious, like, I'm very curious as to why he's not, not moving. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he wound up, like, sneaking a picture of what was happening at the front of the line. Uh, Mike Magnola, or I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Nolan. Oh, everyone just had to do another shot, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magnola, 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 <Mignola, laughs> Magnola, 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 Magnola.
1: They're all dead. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kevin Nolan, uh, was drawing sketches for people at the show for $40, which is an insanely good deal. Yeah. And one that I would have taken had I had $40. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I tried to get one Sunday, but he was already full up. Yeah. Yeah. He had a list. But, yeah, he was drawing for people in his line, like, as they were just standing there waiting. So it was taking a while. Right. Yeah. Uh... So then err about an hour and a half later, uh I well it was about eleven o'clock or so. Uh Bruce and his wife and son all had uh tickets to go get their picture taken with uh Stanley. Nice. Uh so they left the table. And you know, since I wasn't officially watching the table I just abandoned Mike and let him, <laughs> left him to it. And uh you know, just Said okay, I'll go ahead and grab some autographs here while uh, you know everybody's gone and sure. doing stuff. Right. So yeah, met Tony Harris, who's okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little surly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then he he had some reason to be. He and Joseph Michael Lisner, who I also uh, met. Uh, both of their tables were basically right at like ground zero of the Stanley line, and so basically every time that. You know, it was a, a new round of of Stanley, whatevers. Right. Uh, basically, they would just have like thousands of people standing in front of their booths with like, you know, who didn't give a fuck about. Right. Them. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least you'd think like occasionally somebody that's stuck in line there would like glance over and be like, "Oh, that's awesome. Maybe yeah, I'll yeah. buy that." Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. They're all in here they're spending five hundred dollars right. just to watch a an old man's empty shell, you know, sit on a chair. Yeah. All his handlers yell questions into his ear. Oh, man. Because apparently, at 93 years old, Stanley, not very spry. Right, yeah. And uh, cannot hear and apparently cannot see. We saw him speak like 10 years ago, and he was pretty darn spry. Sure. Like he was lively. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're almost 100. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess that last 10 years really (laughs) it does take it out of you. Mm Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so then after that was done, like, I only brought stuff for, like, four creators to sign, mm-hmm. and, you know, Lizner and Harris were two of them, and Kevin Nolan was one, so, like, you know, I got done with both of them and walked back around, and I saw the, the line to Kevin Nolan was, was significantly shorter, shorter than what it had been, and uh Joe had moved up quite a bit, I think he was second or third at that point in line. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll just go stand in line and wait for that. And surely it can't take too long. Right. right. And I just had like three books for him to sign. And like I said, I couldn't afford uh, a sketch. Uh, I stood there for an hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, and then that, uh, one point the guy in front of me, uh, like turned around and was like, are you, are you just getting books signed? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, you can probably just cut in front and just get them signed because I everybody in this line is getting sketches. <laughs> I was like, huh. Like, part of me was like, well, I feel bad because you've all been standing here like two hours. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, like, I'm just, you know, cutting. Yeah. You know? It was like, but at the same time. It would they- take you two minutes. That's yeah. tops. Exactly. Like, or more like 30 seconds. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So at that point, Joe was getting his sketch from Kevin Nolan. Uh, which was awesome, by the way. He, of course, got the flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at that point, like, I texted Joe, and I was like, do you think it'd be all right if I just cut in front of you and got my book signed so I can not be in line anymore? <laughs> he was like, I think so. Like, yeah, everybody behind me is getting sketches. Right. So, I was like, I'm going to do it. So, like, I cut up in front of Joe. And I was just like, yeah, I just want to know if I can get some books signed know? Yeah, like I, I don't want to sketch or anything and uh kevin nolan like looked at me and he was like i'm gonna finish this sketch first <laughs> so i still had to wait for joe's ass <laughs> uh, but then yeah like like i said he could not find a single place on the cover to sign his name because right. they're all black right uh but yeah nice guy and, and certainly uh did not mind watching him draw. Oh, yeah, a that's kind of that's cool. Yeah, when I went up a Sunday, there was nobody at his table, but he was drawing Hellboy. Nice. Uh, by Mike Mignola. And Mignola? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it looked awesome. It was like a full body sketch, and he like had his trench coat on, and it was really cool. Nice. But yeah, he <clears throat> he signed uh, my comic and talked to me for a couple minutes, and then nice. I never saw anybody else at his table to, like. You know, while I was there. But he was, yeah, he was super cool. He's, he's like, seriously one of the most underrated comics artists. Uh, absolutely. At, at least with comic fans. Like, you hear other artists say, like, man, that guy's oh, yeah. amazing. But I, I've never heard, other than me and you and maybe Joe G, right. I've never heard anybody mention his name, yeah. which blows my mind. Like, yeah, even the line for him when he had the line on on Saturday was... Not nearly as, as big as you would imagine. And right. I think it was probably mostly because doing $40 sketches. Yeah. It's super cheap. Yeah. For, for someone of his caliber oh, and, yeah. and status. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really awesome. Yeah. Them, honestly. I mean, yeah, most people charge that much just to sign something. Right. If they're like, you know, Neil Adams or whoever. Yeah. That, that sort of caliber. Yeah. I don't know what Neil was charging, but he was there. He was there. He does charge for autographs, mm-hmm. uh, and and I know he had a huge booth. Oh, it was enormous. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know, Rob Liefeld charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I mean, but that was like the best six hundred dollars I ever spent. Sure. I was, yeah. like, I was like, my young blood number one is now signed. Right. Well, I mean, he is the creator of Deadpool. And yeah, yeah, arc, yeah, <laughs> unarguably. And yeah. if for an extra five hundred, I got my photo with him. So right, it was yeah. only eleven hundred, and I right? was like, well, "That's nothing. totally worth yeah. it." I mean, he was in Deadpool the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then I, so was Stanley. Oh, Do you yeah. think they talked about their experiences on set? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robert <laughs> Leif- Rob Blyfield yeah. yelled like how awesome it was in right, the Stanley Museum. Yeah. I did see a photo of them together uh, um, nice. for the like promo Cincinnati thing. They were like, it was definitely not like you know. a... A publicity Photoshop. They were like they were just chilling together. Right. So it was pretty cool. Somebody propped Stanley's corpse up to him. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It was a good show too, and I found a bunch of awesome dollar comics. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you brought them over to the table, and then we flipped through them all, and. some pretty great stuff. In oh, there. yeah. It's, it's some ridiculous shit. It's mostly like stuff I'd never even heard of, but it was like 80s and 90s alternative comics and like amateur superhero comics. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Like just like the weird super, I mean, some of them I'll never read probably, but just looking at it, the cover and it's to me, it's like an awesome little piece of history where someone, someone's like, I can do a superhero comic. <laughs> really? And like they did it, you know, yeah. which is awesome, but you know, it's clearly not professional level and right. that's the the charm you know Yep. but then like some of them even had like like professionals who did like the cover but like the insides were right. just but like you or me or, or like uh with i found a couple really old uh eric larson comics <laughs> yeah and then one of them i didn't even realize dean haspiel had, oh, yeah. had drawn and you pointed out it to me it looked like he was really trying to do a howard shakin style right like it to me it looked more like shakin than haspiel Um, but obviously he figured out how to draw a Casper, which is awesome. Kind of goes back to the theme of the show. Yep. Uh, But, but yeah, I found some great stuff. I spent like 50 bucks on dollar comics and I got some fucking great stuff. I spent $12 on comics on Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) About two $5 trades and two $1 comics. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I saw a bunch of cheap trades, but I didn't see anything I really wanted, um, It's all stuff I wanted, but, you know, like, I just did not have the money, really. I mean, if I... One of these days, I'm going to go to one of these cons and, like, just have, like, a $100 that I can just blow. Right. You know? Uh, hasn't happened yet, but someday. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe one of these days, I'm doing a convention where I'm actually having stuff to sell. I'll sell some stuff so I can buy some stuff. That's cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Hell, I couldn't even buy a pop on Saturday. But that was mostly because every time I went to any area that had drinks, was just packed full of people. Oh yeah, all, uh, the lines were long. Saturday was insane. I, I heard Saturday was like twenty times as many people. Oh it yeah. was crazy. And I mean, it was rough enough Sunday walking through some of the crowds. You know, the one time that I left the table, but Saturday was yeah definitely a hundred times worse. Yeah. It's just, people have just no sense of, like, their surroundings. Right, either. they just stop and, like, yep. yeah. They're just, like, you know, like, half the time you're stopping because, like, some dipshit wants to take a picture of a half-naked lady in the uh, aisle, you know? And, you know, I understand there's some, there were some cute ladies in oh, sure, revealing costumes. Yeah, You gotta love cosplay. Yeah. like I mean, I, Like, I'm not trying to... I'm not perving out, I'm just no, saying, like, yeah. there's some beautiful women. Oh, absolutely, for and then, sure. And then there were some impressive dudes, like, some yeah, yeah. crazy, there were some good costumes there. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, uh move to an area where there's not 3,000 people <laughs> trying to pass Exactly. You. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a guy as Nightcrawler, and he was awesome. He, like, had the contacts and everything, and yeah. he was, like, posing and with kids, and it, it was cool. My favorite was Prince Adam. Oh, yeah. He owned that show <laughs> man it was like a kind of a skinny prince adam yep with uh the the speaker on his belt yep that like continuously yep had the, that song stuck in my head for like three days afterwards yeah there's yep. the like the the, the opening the, the, the transformation thing. theme or yep. whatever yeah oh my gosh it was great As was <laughs> and he just marched through oh yeah he, he wasn't was shredding yeah he wasn't yeah just yep. like walking around looking at stuff he was like he looked like he was walking down a runway, like a yep. model runway. Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. Good for that dude. Yeah. I did, uh, yelled at a few people here and there, you yeah, know, because I'm just a giant asshole who can't deal with, uh, anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, Saturday trying to get through the crowd, you know, and of course being stopped by people taking photos or whatever. And so and like trying to follow Joe, who Joe just fucking plows through people at a convention. <laughs> yeah. Like, he does not give a fuck. Like, he will, like, I, I'm sure he is practically just knocked people over. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up with him. And, you know, and then we we get bottlenecked by cosplayers or whatever. Right. And so, like, at a certain point, we're, like, trying to get through the crowd. And, like, some guy behind me is like, Hey, we're trying to get through here! And, like, I turn around and yell, So is everybody fucking else! <laughs> You know, it's funny because I forgot about this, but on my way to Leifeld, when I was like, kind of like, briskly walking, I right, wasn't, right, I right. wasn't running, you know, I'm not, I've got sure. some dignity. Right. But, uh, but as I was running to Rob Leifeld... um, <laughs> you could have been first in line. I could have been asshole. But there was these two stormtroopers, like dudes in full stormtrooper gear, like marching through the aisle that I was on, and okay. they were like, you know, walking in the same direction as me, right in front of me, and they were like, kind of slowly marching, yeah, yeah. and they were like, side by side sort of so i couldn't quite pass them i was like stormtroopers are keeping me from my (laughs) like (laughs) it was it was pretty surreal yeah i uh (laughs) ran into uh, some stormtroopers like that as well and i just fucking passed right through them yeah fuck you i eventually got right by them yeah but i mean like they were like just you know because they had their rifles sure and so like you know it was like Taking up the whole aisle, yeah. basically, because there's other people like on the sides of the aisle and yeah. looking at boxes. And I was like, uh-huh. I know Joe almost killed the person because they had like a giant fucking plastic weapon thing that was like three foot wide, like taking up the aisle and uh, couldn't get past it. Like he got <laughs> hit by it. Like he was pissed. He was furious. <laughs> and I don't blame him. You gotta expect a little of that at a comic convention. I mean, you know, that some says. some pushing and shoving, sure, but you know, you don't. Wanna you don't be smacked sm- with a weapon, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, if people were just fucking aware of their surroundings, mm-hmm. and, and that goes for every place. I mean, come on, like it is seriously, it's a huge problem in the entire world, not just at comic <laughs> conventions. <laughs> fucking know where you're at and what's around you. Sure. Yeah, just be goddamn cur- courtesy. Yeah, can't even talk. I'm so mad. <laughs> Magnolia. It's it's actually pronounced Mignola. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a good time. Basically, yeah, it, was it was fun. Then, too. Yeah, uh, I did get mad at one guy who kept coming up to my table. There, Bruce's table, but, you know, I had, a, I had a slight corner of it. Yeah. Uh, and he was looking through my sketch covers, and, uh, he pulled out my, my Gem and the Holograms cover that I did a couple weeks ago, which I, in which I drew The Misfits. Uh, <laughs> and he got so excited about it, and like, like, held it, like, close to his chest, and like, he, he, like, excitedly showed the guy at the table next to us, and he was like, this is awesome, and he, like, put it back. Yeah. And then he came back a second time, and he did pretty much the exact same thing and showed it to, like, another person and put it back. And then he came back a third time. This time he had a a woman with him, and, like, he showed it to her, and and he was like, oh, man, this is, like, the greatest. This is awesome. And I was like, well, you know, he's been here three times already, you know. Surely he's going to buy it. Right? So I said, well, you could always buy it. (laughs) And he... Put it back in the box, looked at me as if I just punched him in the stomach, and walked away. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. That's a bummer. Uh-huh. I'm surprised he didn't buy it. I mean, he loved it. Right? You know. Clearly he loved it. Maybe he just liked showing it off. That's but then fine. if he owned it, he could show it off all the time. Exactly. Look like at all that enjoyment he's exactly. missing out on. Exactly. It's it's a nice cover. Thank you. Uh, buy that- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything else happening? Anything you've read mm. or watched recently? Uh, no. I mean, I watched Alien last night. Uh, oh. when I went to bed. It's, it's uh, once a week occurrence yeah, of the At least, yeah. No, um, yeah, not, not really. I've read some, I read some old Atlas comics. I read Tiger Man number one the other Good. day. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, not nothing too exciting. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really, I read, I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode or if it was after, but I read Black Church. Oh, yeah. By, by Andy Belange. It was mm-hmm. good. I liked it. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it ends on a cliffhanger. I wish there was more. I hope there's more. I, I don't think there is. And it's been uh, a while. That's it's it's yeah, been yeah. a while, and he's currently working on Southern Cross with uh, Becky Clinton. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's also got a pretty kick-ass uh, looking playlist uh, written in the back of it, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're supposed to listen to it while you. Uh, probably. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's it's still a kick-ass playlist to listen to no matter what. Right. It's all like you know, metal, just just 80s and 90s metal. Nice. Lots yeah. of lots of just just metal. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> Black Church is a very metal-looking comic. Yes, it is. It's it's uh it's it's even uh, sold in a uh, record sleeve. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then other than that, so Luke Cage premiered uh, yeah. on Netflix, and I've been uh, watching the crap out of that. I've yeah. heard it. I've heard some good things. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love the music in it. Mm-hmm. Love the music in it. I, I don't normally ever say that about anything, right? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. You definitely should. Yeah. But, you know, although, I don't know, like, it's it's one of those things, you being a uh, sort of Luke Cage, Power Man, purist, I'd say. Right. You might hate it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But, like, as a story, it's good. And yeah. The acting's really good. And I like what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, yeah, Luke Cage, um... Him and, him and Iron Fist have been two of my favorite Marvel characters since I was a child. Yeah. Uh, I, that was one of my favorite comics, Power Man and Iron Fist when I was a kid. I just loved the, the, the combo of those yeah, two characters. Really. Yeah, I got a soft spot in my heart. Sure. So I'll I, check it out. I do as well. But yeah, I, I like it. It's good. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise, not too much else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw King's X play live. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- Thursday night, like right here in Dayton, they played on 3rd Street, so. I-, I remember their ads in the back of comics. Yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 they, were, they were really good. Like, I'm surprised because I'm, like, I'm not super familiar with their repertoire. I've only ever heard maybe like two songs by them before I saw them live. And uh, I just went with my cousin who loves them. And yeah, they were really good. Yeah. They're they very good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I would see them play again if they came by. Nice. They gained a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been playing. It's the same three dudes. <clears throat> oh wow. And they've been playing for 30 years this year. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that is kind of a rare thing. It it really is, especially since like the last time they had a radio hit was in the 90s. Right. And they're like bucket we still like doing it yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean usually that's awesome. at that point it's like you know like almost no one original is in the band right. at that point. Yeah. right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah same three dudes since 80s <coughs> that, or or super awesome and super respectable yeah yep yeah they kicked ass man so yeah so what was what else what's happening next week on getter It? well uh I've got a comic that that, that I'd like to read because yeah. I have not yet. Uh, but but uh, if you'll allow me, I will read it. Did it come here from another country? It did not. Aw, uh, bummer. Although one of its creators is from another country. Oh, that's close enough. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, liking to pick uh, a book. <laughs> <laughs> did you come from another country? <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, the, the book I'd like to read is, uh, Dark Knight, a Batman tale. What? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, like, not. Not Wait. The Dark Knight. Okay. Not The Dark Knight Returns. It's just Dark Knight with an N. And it's not Dark Knight Strikes Again. No, okay. it is Dark okay. Knight with an N, N-I-G-H-T. Okay. It is by Paul Denny and Eduardo Rizzo. Okay. And it is uh the story of uh Paul Denny getting mugged and beaten and uh dealing with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I would love to read such a book. All right uh yeah it's it's available out there in the world so it's a dc vertigo isn't it it, it is a dc vertigo yeah. yep okay uh, let's do this bitch paul denny of course was, was uh most famous for writing uh on batman the animated series so so that wasn't it for writing uncle sam uh he did not write uncle sam wasn't that nope. he was not him nope who was that i have no idea huh some dude okay yeah no, so, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just huh? Some nobody yeah. that Alex Ross knew. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Right. I've actually, uh, wanted to read this, so. Sweet. And I don't, do not own it, so that'd, that'd be awesome. Alright, I just have to dig it out of my pile of stuff from when I had Eduardo Rizzo sign it. Three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Ooh, so I gotta be careful not to, like, Smudges his signature. Yeah, arm. I mean, he did spend twenty minutes on his signature <laughs> alone. So it's a complicated signature. It is, yeah. And it's done in white gel pens. So oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. right. sweet. The Dark Knight. The just Dark Knight. Oh, Dark Knight. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the subtitle is either a Batman tale or a true Batman tale. I can't hmm. remember, hmm. or yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um keep one foot in the gutter and one fist in the gold. <laughs> <laughs>